You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 647, Repairing Reputations. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. As uh, our mystery guest said, this is number 647 in a long line of 647 podcasts. Going way, way, way back. Um, Well, obviously, Gaz is not here this week. Uh, He decided that uh, vacationing with the family is more important than doing a podcast with me very early on a Saturday morning. And uh, yeah, yeah, he and I, we will have words. We will have words later on. Uh, but taking his place, and and quite aptly because he's also from the UK, because you know you guys look all alike to me, uh, is Mister Carl Madden. How are you this morning, sir? Good morning, guy. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, when Gaz goes off, does he have to put in? Does he have to put in a two week prior notice of his holiday request? Uh, no, usually it's like about 15 minutes before, and he sends like a virtual <laughs> slap in the face at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I get no respect. No, no, yeah, usually um, either he or I will know roughly uh, a month or so ahead of time if there's a show that we can't be on, uh, either one of us. Uh, you know, I've got some stuff coming up. Later in the year, for example, I'm going down to... Actually, this may interest you. And I was talking to him about this last week. I'm going down to Florida in June with my son and his friend. They both have... They're both going to have their 21st birthday right around the same time. And uh, we're going to drive down from Northern Virginia, where I live. It's roughly, depending on how quickly you drive, anywhere from a 10 to 12-hour drive. But there's three of us to share it. So it's, you know, it's it's not that big a deal. And both myself and and my son Peter's friend, like, just despise flying. Anyway, one of the things that I'm going to try to do is do uh, a mobile podcast with Skype as I'm barreling down the highway uh, on my way to Florida. Using, oh, my God. Yeah, using the cellular connection that I have with the particular carrier that I use, who I won't mention since they also do not sponsor this podcast. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just a, a crazy thing to try. And uh, I, I will have my, my backpack, which has all of my mobile gear in it. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm <laughs> that, once the idea got into my head, I was kind of like, ooh, ooh, I wonder if I could really do this. Let me try this. So, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. But who are you I, podcasting with? What, mobile? When you're uh, going down. Mobile? When you going, went on the drive down, yeah. Uh, well, I've got a couple different ways that I can do it. Now, when I was at uh, MacStock last year, which we'll talk more about later, I had two microphones set up for myself and somebody else there at the show. But because... 
I also needed to bring in for two of the shows that two of the three shows that I did, I had Gaz on. And the the problem with recording with iOS or the problem with recording with a a two input device in iOS is that if you have two microphones, you can't do Skype because Skype mm. is uh, you can't record Skype natively on the device that you're talking to with iOS. You have to have some kind of third part. There is no like call recorder for iOS for Skype. So what I did was I, I mean, besides this uh, JK multimedia iRig Pro Duo, which has two XLR inputs and separate gain controls. And it's kind of cool the way it works, but it's got the output from this small device and it can also run off batteries. Uh, also has like a lightning connector. So you can plug it directly into an iOS device. But in order to record uh, Skype while using iOS, what I had to do was break out this uh, Alesis Multimix 4 USB mixer that I have, <laughs> output to the iPad from the mixer, have the two microphones connected to uh, two of the XLR inputs on the mixer, and then take my iPhone, output from the headphone jack, uh, from the iPhone also into the mixer and then uh, call gas via the iPhone. And then the microphone input on the iPhone is what gas could hear, but the output from Skype from gas was going into the mixer. And then mm -hmm. all three of those inputs went into uh, boss jock for iOS, which is this really kind of cool program that not only can you record from whatever source, uh, you can also have things like, uh, it's got like a little built-in soundboard for up to, I think, 12 to 15 different little, you know, mm -hmm. audio bits that you may have. And it's it's a great program for like live podcasting. You know, if, if you don't need to go back in later on and add audio stuff, oh, excuse me, then... Boss Jock is is a fantastic program. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to use that for my my app pick this week. I don't have it in the show notes because I, yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're putting together a podcast, I, I, we haven't even gotten to all the stuff that we normally talk. I haven't talked to Carl in a long time. Um, when you're putting together a podcast and uh, especially a podcast that you've done for a long time, and you've got the regular bits that you have when you're when you know, you're creating a podcast, you get to certain parts of it and you're like, oh God, I'm such a struggle. What am I going to do with, you know, segment A, B, and C? And when you use as many different programs badly as I do on a week-to-week -week <laughs> basis, it's sometimes hard to figure out, well, which program that I use badly am I going to recommend for my app pick this week? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple things that I'm trying to do, and something I haven't even uh, I mentioned it briefly last week. Uh, I've just started a, a new podcast using Facebook Live. Now it's not in iTunes, at least not yet, because I have to. I'm trying to figure out a way to do that, and I know that you can have video, um, uh, video podcasts in iTunes. But I'm, what I'm not sure about is if you can link back to, like, YouTube 
for the feed for that in iTunes. I don't know. There's still a lot, still a, a lot that I need to figure out, but we'll see. Like I said, I am a little wired this morning. Um, it is early. It is six forty a.m. for me. Uh, it's uh, what twenty to twelve for you. It's almost noon. Mm-hmm. Coming up for lunchtime. Yeah, so I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little bit. Dear, dear, dear. Yeah. Oh, but, well, oh I, was, I, I, was, did, I didn't say what the podcast was. Was it? it's Mac to the Future Go over on the Mac to the Future Facebook page Wednesday nights at eight o'clock Eastern I'm sure Standard I can Time. Help, <laughs> I'm sure I can help. I'm sure I can help you get that video out of there and and get it on iTunes. It's not that hard actually. So. Oh, is that is that what you do with your podcast? Do no, you, I don't do video. I mean, who wants to look at this visage all the time? I mean, come on, this is why I got a perfect face for audio, <laughs> as they say. So yeah, I have the know. perfect voice for still pictures. It's weird though. I I don't get video podcasts. I, I I'm not a fan of them. I never have been. It's normally like it's great if you've got a setup like you know certain shows do, like the Twit Network, for example, where yeah. they're in a purpose-built studio. It makes perfect sense. If it's just a load of middle-aged men in their badly lit bedrooms, I don't see. The point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just vanity. By the way, you forgot to make the bed this morning. I know. See, this is the problem with video <laughs> podcasts. And as you can, uh, I know I, we're we're using video right now, but I'm not recording video. Uh, as Carl is looking behind me, he can see like my my massive graphic oh. novel collection <laughs> of you know Marvel and DC and like all these other. And it's sad, you know. Here I I am a 56 year old man, uh, actually 56 and a half. I'll be 57 in September, and I've got like all these graphic novels. It's like I I was like the little boy that never grew up. That's our generation, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's sometimes I, I, you know, if I don't think about it, then it doesn't bother me, but sometimes I'll come into this room and as I'm going to sit down here at the the desk, I'll I'll see this massive collection of, of graphic novels behind me. And it's like, you're not 12 anymore. What is your problem? But yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) I don't know why it bothers me so much sometimes. I think it's mostly it because go. I'm uh, I'm schizophrenic in a lot of ways. Or at least that's as what I the heard, voices in my head tell me. As I heard a famous philosopher once say, just let it go. Let it go. I still Don't haven't seen that movie. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Um, before we finally get started on the MyMac.com <laughs> recent articles. Yeah, this is like, one, I, like I haven't talk to you in a long time so it just seems like there's all this this crazy crap that that's going on between us that uh, that has to get out before we do anything like semi-normal um you're still doing the the, the mac and forth podcast yep been uh back at it solidly since november last year uh even though guy guy says you've done a show lately <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah for so, it's a- not showing up in my feed about the last five months solidly i've been doing them so uh, yes a mac and forth is back up and running uh last show we went off to the uh in here in london the wearables technology show and we did we did outside broadcasting so look at that guy i'm following your example uh well it, that <laughs> yeah following my example is not always like a, no, a recommended thing well, let me explain what I, I mean by that. What okay. I thought is, what would Guy do? And then I just did everything differently. Okay, well, see, it's, so the what, weird thing is that's exactly what I do, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, what would I do in this situation? Oh, my God, don't do that. 
No, <laughs> just don't. Anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we go over to the the my Mac articles before this show mm-hmm. gets any more manic? You think? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. uh, I'll take the first one. Uh, first one on the board is Let's Talk Apple number 42 for February 2017. Joining Bart this month is the uh, the tech doctor, Robert Carter. And I hope I say this right now. I have listened to it. Uh, Dermot Dal- Dali Daly from Tapadu. Do you listen to this show? Um, no, I'm afraid I don't actually. Yes. I've got so many now. I, I listen. To I know them, it, it can be hard sometimes. Uh, but I think Dermot D- daily, I'm going to say, and if I'm wrong, um, Bart, let me know. Uh, the show starts with some quick follow-ups to stories from last month before moving on to look at a few notable numbers and Apple related legal stories that made the news in February. The three main stories are reports of more connector changes for apple yeah sure sure there will be (laughs) apple's 2017 annual shareholder meeting and apple's response to rollbacks of protections for uh transgender kids by the trump administration the show finishes with a quick rundown of some other shorter apple related stories that made the news in february go on over to uh the website and you'll find links to that podcast there Next up, we have Agonis Typonator 7, review by ah. Bert Clanchard. This is Bert Clanchard, ah, and I approve I was so this close. message. Yeah, so professional. <laughs> Typonator expands abbreviations you create into text. You can enter this text into Typonator and create a simple keystroke app, uh, abbreviation for it. And then on each time you finish a note, just type the shortcut and this closing will appear. How many times each day do you type your email address, contact information, home address, and other repetitive material? The convenience of storing pre-made text increases your productivity by saving time spent tediously typing the same text over and over again. And uh, next up after that is Club Nintendo Level 156. Tim, John, and Aaron discuss the Switch after two days in. Have you seen the uh, pictures of the Nintendo Switch? I, I, I am the only person on the planet, apparently, who is not a Nintendo fan. <laughs> I never have been. I don't get it. They're too small for my big giant hands. Yeah. I'm not, I'm a, Mario's okay, but Mario Kart's fine, but the rest of them, I'd, I'll take it or leave it. Well, my son, my son Peter got one, and uh, some of the things that it does, it, I, I do agree with you know, the size of the, the, uh, the controllers being way too small for somebody with like, you know, King Kong side. Cause you and I are both like what? Six, five, six, 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 seven. You're six, seven. Okay. You're taller yeah. than I am then, you know, and Did we, you? we've got these like, <laughs> yeah, we've got like the, these huge King Kong sized hands. And if something, you know, it's the, it's the reason why we have problems getting cars and clothes <laughs> and basically every type of, of consumer product that's meant for like normal sized humans. They, they just don't make them for people or size. It's so, it's so frustrating. Anyway, so he bought a switch and the, um, you know, it, it, it besides being like a, uh, a console that you can watch on your TV, 
it's also this portable thing and you, you lift the screen right up off the, the little platform that connects to the TV. And now you've got a, a handheld device and you've got two separate controllers that you can actually detach from the, the little portable screen. And each controller can be used by a different person or depending on the game, you can use the two controllers for one person. I mean, it's really a super versatile little device um, because I don't have like oodles and oodles of time to spend playing video games in front of a TV set. I haven't owned a console since the, um, I think the last console I bought for myself was the PS two. And that goes, (laughs) that goes way back, way back. Yeah. Now now my son, my son guy and I went halvesies and it was mostly just so that, he would have a sense of ownership on an Xbox 360. And the same thing with my son, Peter, who wanted a Nintendo uh, Wii. So I went halves with them to give them kind of a sense of ownership as compared to dad, just buy me something. So yeah, but those were the last console that I bought with my own money completely was a PS2. Are you sure that's the real reason guy? No, so it's not my reason because What's, I don't like, I, I, I do keep up with modern consoles, but uh, then the reason I don't play them is to go online playing FIFA and I get my ass handed to me by a six year old across Xbox live. I honestly do not, um, play a lot of these. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. God bless I, you, sir. I felt that, I felt that sneeze coming. And it was like, is it, is it going to wait until Carl is talking so that I can hit the mute button? And it was like, nope, <laughs> nope. I'm coming now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, we should probably get off whatever weirdness we're talking about here. It, it was you started it. I know it was. And the thing is, you know, the, 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 the thing in, in, at the MyMac.com website that we, were, that we were talking about, which was the Club Nintendo podcast, it was one sentence. That's in it. the show notes. And we've now, spent like the last five minutes talking about it. Gaz would have pulled you back, but I can't do that yet. So, oh. so we carry on anyway. Canex Go Power Watch. Absolutely right. <laughs> Canex Go Power Watch reviewed by Heave Stammond. Very good. Uh, yeah, see? You've probably seen portable chargers for your your phone and tablet in stores or online. Now we, now we wear an Apple Watch. We also need to charge it. While it could charge on any of the batteries with Apple Watch, charger wouldn't it be cool hey he's got one look wouldn't it be cool if your battery pack already had an apple watch charging plug built in welcome to canx go power watch uh next up is the essential apple podcast 33 and dot 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 we had some post yeah i i read i haven't listened to this one yet but i i saw the um the the notes for it and i still don't quite get what he was trying to do here. Uh, I, I am because he, <laughs> even the, even the show notes on, on the, the website are like truncated and it was like, okay, he's, he's trying to be clever here and I'm an idiot because I don't n- quite know what it is that he's doing either that or something got messed up in the show notes, but I'm going to go with, I'm an idiot because that's usually the standard, the standard answer. That's right. Uh, anyway, he has here in the show notes, another week and the podcasting juggernaut rolls onward. 
This week, we talk about live streaming. Oh, I need to listen to this one. We talk about live streaming from your Mac to places like Twitch or YouTube. Go on over to the website or iTunes, download the Essential Apple Podcast, and listen. That's it. And we return to power. Canex GoPower USB-C portable battery and new power 60-watt USB-C power adapter, <laughs> adapter by non non Gmo. This is Nam Gmo. What's the message? USB-C computers need power. <gasps> power. Power. Uh, Newatex efficiency, new power, 60-watt USB-C power adapter charges MacBooks and other USB-C peripherals, such as the Canex Go Power USB-C portable battery for USB-C MacBooks. That's a long the sentence. New- <laughs> the new power charger is a charging brick with power cable at one end and a USB charging tip at the other end. Uh, both these items are multipurpose, charge either USB-C hardware or any power-hungry USB gizmo, uh, such as an iPad or iPhone, via an additional standard USB port. And if you would like to read... What the I I you know I I listened to that entire sentence. I still have no idea what this is. So you you will have to go over to the website and uh, read the article for the Canix Go Power because that was very oddly worded. It had nothing to do it, with your delivery. It had just had to do with the way that it was. It's a know. power brick. I yeah. think it's a power brick. That's what it is. But does it does it do it like when it's not? connected or is that only for i don't know i never mind go on over to website and check out the canix go i imagine it has to be portable since it's go power well it says portable in it (laughs) in the title oh yeah god it's so early for me here (laughs) (laughs) the last sorry john good guy 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 not smart today uh, the last article for the website this week is uh, Tech Fan number 294, Switch. Tim does a shorter solo show this week and talks about the Nintendo Switch. The Ankh or Anki, is it Ankh or Anki? I don't know. Wireless like camera and a little more. Download and listen. And if you would like to have your thoughts, all right, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start that again. I'm going to try to start that again. If you would like to write for the mymac.com website. Wow. I'm, yeah, I must be having like a stroke over here this morning. Cause I'm having a really hard time. If you'd like to write for the mymac.com website, all you have to do is send something to John Nemo, the way that, you know, in how you write or what have you, and we'll get it on the website. And then I either myself or Gaz or guests will read it here on the podcast and I won't understand it no matter what happens. Anyway. Yeah. Nemo at mymac.com. That's who you send it to. <sighs> Carl, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Uh, we can get a hold of us over on the Mac and Forth show, Mac and Forth shot, Mac and Forth.com. <laughs> or if you want to get a hold of me personally on Twitter, Clausio one zero one. And I am Mac parrot over on the Twitters and guy at mymac.com. Uh, Carl, I'm going to get us out of here. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, please, for the love of God, stop them. Stop them. Everyone stand by to stand by. And we apologize in advance, but we will be right back. I'll never be myself.
Hey, David, this week on TechFan, let's talk about Apple. Uh, don't like it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Windows? We can talk about Windows. Boring. Um... Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about cool. I uh, don't think so. Uh, uh, what about like uh, the Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's tech fan. No, uh, you're you're just being difficult now. What do you want to talk about this week on Tech Fan? How about we talk about Apple and then a little bit about Microsoft and then the Raspberry Pi? You suck. Apple podcast that spells xylophone with a Z. The G-Men on the MyMac podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the second section. See, in the past, I'd always said center section, but that's a lie. You know, <laughs> that that assumes that there's only three sections. Three sections. Yes, and she sells seashells by the seashore. Um. But there isn't. There, there's four. So this can't be, by definition, this can't be the center section. I'm glad we've explained all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have, I have said this before. Certain thoughts come into my head. And unless I get them out there, they're allowed to sit in the back of my mind and fester. And when they finally do come out, it's, it's, not, it's not a pretty sight. It's just not good. Anyway. Do you know what I get? Do you know what I get in a in my head all the time congestion oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, let's see i oh i can beat that maybe oh oh no <laughs> i can't f- oh here we no here it is this is what it sounds like in my head always it's musical always <laughs> it's my jam <laughs> anyway um, all weird sound effects aside, what we were going to talk about in, uh, this particular section is, you know, is there really anything that Apple makes anymore that is capable of being repaired or upgraded and, uh, whether new products or shall we say slightly older products, I don't think there's a whole lot left that Apple makes, if anything at all. That's either repairable or, or upgradable by like regular humans. This is true, but you could that you could expand that out to various areas of the whole tech sphere at the moment, and you can even go beyond that. You can go to like cars, you can go to washing machines, microwave yeah. ovens, ovens. I mean, that's the society we now live in, where these things are proprietary and they're they're built in such a way that you can't. You know, you can't fix them with WD-40 and a monkey wrench. It doesn't work <laughs> anymore. It's, those days are gone, unfortunately. Yeah, I used to use a monkey wrench and WD-40, like, on the, the side of my bed when it would fall off. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's that's probably... Now, I, I was born in 1960, which means that when I started driving, we're talking, you know, mid-late 70s, 1970s. And people used to do, they used to do their own oil changes and their own tune-ups and, and all the rest of this. But as, and, and I'm not necessarily complaining about it, but as cars became smaller, lighter, more complex in order to eke out much better fuel mileage, 
and for them just to run better and less pollution and all the rest of that, the ability for the, the average Joe to be able to work on these cars went away. Mm -hmm. And in some ways that's good because, well, I mean, really, if you think about it, you would get a car and unless you really, really knew how to keep that car up, uh, especially when we're talking, you know, 60s, 70s and early 80s, most cars would last about 70 to 100,000 miles and then would basically start to fall apart. Now you've got people that are driving cars without a whole lot of, of serious money put into it for two, 300,000 miles. I've got, I've got an 09 Ford that I've got about 110,000 miles on it. And other than, you know, oil changes, tires and brakes, I haven't, I haven't done anything with it. Mm. But this is what I'm saying. This is, this is um, just the way the world has gone. The consumer world has gone. And also the, you know, the pro world, because, okay, we do focus on the fact that you cannot fix a majority of what Apple now produces, but... Or upgrade. Again, or upgrade. But then, well, so you can do kind of upgrades, but not across everything. It's a lot easier to upgrade a, a Mac. Oh, you can put RAM in it. That's about it. But... Uh, <laughs> well, you can really get into Actually, the, well, we'll get into the Mac in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, there's... there's the, like Windows is the same with their Surface. That's virtually unrepairable as well. Uh, and, and, and you know, you, you can look at other things like professional equipment, um, like manufacturing processes used. They, they can't fix them themselves. They have to have dedicated engineers come out and fix everything. We, I mean, we have the same at our place, our warehouse. We can't fix the forklifts. <laughs> we have yeah. to get the professionals in. We have to get yeah. not only the professionals, we have to get the engineer from that very company in to come and fix our you know, forklifts and, and machines when they go wrong. And, you know, uh, fix a Tesla if that goes wrong. Oh, good, good luck. luck. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not just Apple that he's experiencing this problem, even though that's the one we take the most notice of. It's, it's out there. I can't, if my uh, Panasonic 42 inch screen goes wrong, like, what do I do? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have to send it back. I mean, well, yeah, but honestly, that, when you talk about TVs, that, that's kind of a different thing, especially when you compare them to the old tube ones. Because if you started messing around in the back of your TV set with those old mm -hmm. tube ones, those things would hold a fifth, like a 50,000 volt charge. Yeah. With, I mean, and that was just because of, of the way that the tubes worked and the way that they were manufactured. There's a lot of voltage there, relatively low amperage, but yeah, it'll knock you across the room. So, uh, I, uh, even back then I wouldn't have worked on a TV set. <laughs> Yeah, we came, probably all came, most geeks uh, and, and, and computer guys came from a world where they probably built their own PCs. They built, they bought the box, they built the power unit, they bought the RAM, graphics card, and they slotted it all together. So there is that little bit of a throwback for us who look at these perfectly sealed units, these like beautiful machines that come out from all manufacturers nowadays. And we look at them and go, well, why can't I fix this? It's not fair because I know how to do it. It's like a mechanic probably knows how to fix the latest BMW, but he's not allowed in there. Yeah. It's just this is the this is just the way the world has gone, and we're we're responsible because we've allowed it to happen. It's no good crying this far along the path. Unfortunately, I know some companies do. Like I fix it, often complains that we cannot fix these things. Well, yeah, and but I fix its whole business model is built around the fact that 
you know, there are products from Apple. And I don't know if they deal with any other, any oh, other yeah, manufacturers. Yep. Okay. Yep. But, you know, their whole model is you buy product X and then you come here to find out how to get into it and repair certain bits of it. And as things as simple as a dryer or as complex as a car or a computer become incapable of being repaired or updated, or it's not cost effective. So people, you know, don't bother. Well, their whole business model goes out the window. <laughs> it's true. And I, I do wonder about who really considers these. I mean, again, because of who we are in the field that we deal with, we look at these things and think we should be able to repair them. But I do not. Like if, if, my, if my family members <clears throat> didn't know me, for example, if I wasn't born, firstly, there'd be a little party. <laughs> so once they got that out of the way. Uh, but then they'd never go back. They would never think about replacing parts inside a machine to update it. They just can't buy a new machine because that's what they've been taught. That's all they know. Maybe if the screen cracks, they'll want to go off to a third-party repairer because Apple charges a bit too much and they'll go into a shop and they'll get some dodgy piece of glass stuck on the front of that thing. But that's about the limit of, of, of what they basically know. And it's no re that's not a crime for them not to know that because it's not, not their field of interest. They just want the darn thing to work. They don't care how it works. Um, like a lot of us do. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the world we live in. And, I, uh, you know, we can go through every single item that Apple produces. Well, we're going and to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, do you think that, that this is kind of a throwaway society? Or do you think that since products last um, much for the most part, not always, but for the most part, much longer, than uh, their contemporaries did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, do you think that not being able to get into certain devices or, or certain segments of consumer products is a bad thing? Mm. Once we get down to the phone, for example, this phone, this 7 Plus in front of me, if this goes wrong, I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, <laughs> even if the screen goes, I, I don't want to go and has have all the hassle of getting into it and fixing it. I'd rather just go back to the shop and say, can you fix this for me? Uh, and if I'm clumsy and I have to get a fine for being clumsy, fair enough. Uh, if it's under warranty and they fix it because it's under warranty, fair enough as well. Uh, you know, because I paid a premium price for this product. I expect good after, after care, after sales care. And on, on the whole, that's what I've always had. Well, from Apple. From Apple. From Apple, exactly. Um, I'm not too sure about other manufacturers because I don't tend to, I don't tend to, <laughs> go, to, to go with many other factors. But for example, if my if my um, my Amazon Kindle thing here went wrong, for example, that cost me forty quid, if it went wrong after I've used it for eight months, I just put it in the bin and buy another one because yeah. I, I don't even. It's not even. It it's, wouldn't even register to me to, to fix it. Yeah, because it's such a low cost. Hmm article and that's maybe the problem because apple so you got two you've got two areas you've got two sides of the scale you got the one where it's so cheap you don't bother repairing it just throw it away and get another one and then you've got the like, apple like ones Android phones. well maybe not all of them nowadays <laughs> yeah, that's true but that's then true. you got the other end of the scale that is the products are so expensive that you want to repair them but you can't but hopefully you've got decent aftercare service for that hopefully yeah all right, well, let's talk about some of Apple's products and, and see if we can figure out if there's any of these things 
that uh, that we can work on. We're going to start with iOS. Um, iPods, which is probably one of the first and oldest of existing Apple products that couldn't be updated by mere mortals. And considering its size and, and you know, and this is a, a rock solid device. I mean, I can't think of a, and I've owned many, many iPods over the years. I can't think of a single one of them that didn't give me at least five to six years of solid performance. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, some of the early iPods with the spinning discs, you could repair them. If yeah, you the classics. The spinning di- yeah. But the reason they stopped making them is because the manufacturers stopped making spinning discs that size. Yeah, they're like 1.5. No, 1.2. 1. 1.8. Some weird, tiny little size. Yeah. Um, I've got and one they stopped, here somewhere. I've got two. Yeah. I've got two app or iPod classics. They uh, still work? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, one, the battery is completely dead in it so if i use it i mean it's sitting here on the desk if i use it at all it has to be uh plugged into power so occasionally uh i will take it with me on the road because i know what stuff is on it and just plug it in because these are both ipods that were capable of having video on them so i can use them as kind of like a portable dvr uh with a 30 pin (laughs) connector and an hdmi output and connected to some TVs on the road. Uh, But the problem with the older iPods is a lot of the the newer videos that I have bought, you can't put on them, uh, not because of the size of the files, but because of uh, the the nature of the the file format and the size of um, the, the output of the... I mean, I don't know what it is that Apple did that makes it so that you can't just put data on a, a drive like an iPod and then output it. But yeah, there's some video that I've purchased recently from iTunes that you can't put on the older classics. Um, moving on, uh, Apple TV, would, would you say that the Apple TV, since they've gone to the, like the small sizes is a device that Apple really doesn't want you going into? Um, it's got, I certainly can't see you being able to repair it. Um, everything's probably soldered onto that little motherboard inside there. Yeah, it's pretty Power much units. a yeah. one, one device. But then again, it, what I don't really see, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. I don't really see the what advantage. interactions you'd be having with it. You can't drop it anywhere. Well, you, that'd be very unfortunate if you dropped it. I, w- I want to upgrade the SD card that's in it, and I want to put more oh, RAM what? in it. I need, I need RAM slots for my Apple TV. I don't see why, because even the 32 gig version we haven't managed to fill up yet. So I don't know why they included the 64 gig version or whatever it was. Um, but, uh, go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, it's one of those devices that just sits there. The first Apple TV you could mess around with. Uh, you know, you can hack the Apple TV. That's about it. If you want it to do slightly different things. And, but no, you and can't maybe break it. it. Yeah, it's just a box. It's like your cable box you get from your cable company. It's it's just purely going to be replaced if it ever goes wrong. All right. Um, <clears throat> the next one I have here, the Apple Watch. Would do you would do you want to get into the Apple Watch to put more storage in it, or or there's, add there's, more memory? No, there's no need to. <laughs> it's so everything is so again. That is something else that they have not. They put so much storage in it as it is now. There's no demand to put anymore. I mean, 
there is an argument that where, why there's no podcast app on it, for example, is because that will soon fill up the, the space. But they can just limit it like they do with the music app. Say, so, you know, maximum two gig um, of, of, of storage in there. But, you know, most of the apps don't are not very big. You can tell that by how quickly they load up. From uh, the phone uh, to the, now, which one, which one do you have? You have a have Series 2? Yep, Series 2. Same as yours. Uh, how is your battery life on it? Absolutely. Almost two days I can get out of it nonstop with using it for exercise and everything. I find, you know, when, because I've got this little stand that I use to, to set my phone and the watch on in order to charge it up every night. I typically put the watch on this stand and I look at it. I've got like 70 to 80% battery <laughs> life left on yep. it. And it was, a, it was an up. There was an update just before the new the Series 2 came out. There was an update to the uh, the Watch OS, and it just blew away. I don't know what they changed in their programming, but it just went from having to be charged up just over a day to virtually lasting two days. It was just amazing. Well, I'm yeah, I because I, I heard all of the complaints about battery life on the Apple Watch. And yes, folks, we will get back to the original thing that we were talking about. Um, and it was, that was actually part of the reason why, well, that and cost that, uh, I wasn't that interested in an Apple watch when it first came out. Uh, but when I had an opportunity to get a series two at, at a really, really good price, um, I, I was like, okay, you know what? I've kind of run out of excuses to, to, to not <laughs> buy one. So yeah, I went ahead and bought it and it's, it's been a fine watch. It does all the stuff that I knew it was going to do. And every once in a while, it even surprises me. It's like, Oh, I didn't know the damn thing could do that. Or, uh, Oh, I didn't know that that could be accepted in a court of law as evidence against me. But you know, that's, that's, that's a whole nother thing. All right. Um, the iPhones, uh, now, even though these aren't the biggest or smallest mm. iOS de uh, devices, the iPhone is probably the closest thing that Apple has to a repairable device on their mobile platforms, especially considering the, uh, the cottage industry of fix your broken screen or replace the battery shops that have opened since 2007, mm. but it's still not something I would work on, but, uh, cause I have, I have a six plus, so I'm like two gens back right now and I don't care. It does everything I needed to. And I broke the screen. And Apple replaced the screen. I think it was $150 or something like that. And there are places that'll do it for, for less money. But, you know, it still comes down to if something breaks on your iPhone, it is capable of easily being repaired and returned back into service to you, unlike almost every product that we've uh, talked about so far. I do, when it comes to the iPhone and the cracked screen, though, I do get a bit concerned because I understand we are not perfect animals by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I'm driving around in London all day and I'm watching people use their devices and stuff. And the amount of people I see, like with their phone just shoved under their shoulder between yeah. their chin, yeah. gabbing away with both hands full of doing something else, and I think it's your. Yeah, th you those people should not be driving cars. <laughs> not at well, that not, as well. Not right then. But you know, I see <laughs> people who who you think, my God, how, how have you not broken your screen yet? Or I bet you have broken your screen. And a lot of it is we do not want to take responsibility for our actions, which seems to be the ongoing thing in today's society. 
Right. So if you're doing something stupid or you're not paying attention and you do drop your phone, you know, if gravity suddenly takes your phone all on its own and throws it across the office and it breaks, okay, that's a problem with God, maybe. But uh, if it's you dropping your phone, take some responsibility. I mean, it, yes, it would be nice if they did make glass that wasn't didn't break the instant it hit the ground. Right. And they are, you know, they are constantly They do their best. It. Yeah, Gorilla Glass 3 and stuff like this, it is getting better. But the best way to ensure that your phone screen doesn't break is stop dropping it. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had phones since the 3GS, I think. It, 3G, yeah, 3GS. that was my first one too. And I've never broken a screen because I've never dropped it. I've done it twice. It's, a, it's okay. But it's like a load of, it's lots and lots of money. And, you know, it's like taking an old computer screen out. I wouldn't drop that as well. You know, I just look yeah. after these things. Maybe if you're on a contract and you're only paying 10 quid a month, you know, it doesn't seem like an expensive thing. But I, I, I you know, I, 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 think, very, I think that's a lot of it that um, maybe. And it's not just phones, it's other things as well that you're essentially not buying it, you're leasing it from, mm -hmm. and, you know, part of this, the service of the lease is that they provide uh, a certain amount of protection if you do something stupid. And it's, it's also part of the reason, remember I was telling you earlier that, that I made my kids buy half of their video game systems that they wanted to have. Because what I have discovered through the course of my 56 plus years is that stuff that people don't buy themselves, they don't give a crap about mm -hmm. and they're willing to, if it drops and breaks, oh, okay, well that's sad, but I didn't pay for it. But the stuff that they have purchased themselves is like, oh crap, I just broke this. You know, I have to be more careful so it doesn't break. And you know, this is, this is human nature. And that's something that I, I kind of wanted to instill in my, my kids Instead of just going, well, here's a here's a, a bunch of stuff that I know you want so that you can play with it. It's like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm going to help you buy this. But number one, it's your money that's going toward it. And number two, if it breaks, don't expect me to replace it. And I found that the stuff that they either bought outright or the stuff that I, you know, help contribute to them getting lasted much longer than the stuff that they just opened up as a Christmas present. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much, you know, we have to hurry up because I'm, we're, we're running so long on this show. Uh, it's all these tangents. It's all these tangents that you forced me to go into Carl. Damn it. Okay. Uh, last thing under iOS iPads and you can find places other than Apple to repair these, but I don't think that they sell in nearly the same numbers as the iPhone. So there's not as much user demand. And again, no user replaceable parts in these. No, no, no. I mean, they're custom built, aren't they? So, sort of. And again, the market's not there. I mean, they were custom built because like, it didn't exist before Apple made them a few years ago. And, and like you say, they don't sell in the same numbers as the iPhone. So, yeah, you're not going to have as many shops around to repair no. and replace them other than Apple. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Macs. Uh, start from the little and work our way up. Uh, not so much as far as cost goes, but uh, based on Apple's kind of hierarchy for, for these devices. So the first one is the MacBook and I've got here. Nope, not a zippy <laughs> zero. If it breaks better hope it's under warranty uh, to get inexpensive service for these certainly won't find many parts to do it yourself. No. And the, the MacBook 
I mean, when you have you seen the breakdown of what this thing looks like inside? It's it's a marvel think, of engineering. Yeah. It, it's amazing how Apple has reduced the number of pieces for a fully functional computer and made it so, you know, I mean, I, I rag on Apple sometimes about their, their obsession over light and thin, but <laughs> every once in a while, like, and I kind of felt the same way when the air first came out, you've got these, these things that they come out with and you look at it, it says, how the flipping flack and whatever, can this be a fully functional computer? It's so small and light and you almost feel like I should have this at the beach and be throwing it to my girlfriend, you know, not composing stuff on garage band with it, but yeah, but you're not, you know, there's no way that you can, you could repair or replace anything in the MacBook, uh, MacBook no. air, same thing. Um, this is, I, and as far as their laptops go, I think that this is one of the original, you know, no fixy. So no breaky type of device. Well, once they started soldering all the RAM and stuff and hiding it in there to make it as thin as possible, that that all went away. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the screen again. You left most of these things come down to the screen, and that's about all you can fix. Yeah. Because you can like take that. Um, I forgot the name of it. Damn it! I fixed so many of them in the bath. But you take that little plug out and you pull the screen off and you put. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like. Do you trust the screen that you get? Because we used to get screens from third-party manufacturers, and I, I never used to think they were as good. But uh, that was just a shop I worked in at the time, so right. it wasn't my, my, my position to say. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, most of it's there now. It's all built in. And see, it's good. Apple have a good repair policy, I find. If you, you know, Apple Care might well, seem within, expensive. Well, within two to four years of the purchase price. Yeah. Well, and again, but that's how long I used to have a PC, period. I would, yeah. I would never have been on the same machine if it was a PC world back then. I know some people are going to say, well, I wouldn't have been. And fair enough. Great. But I wouldn't have been. So in my personal case, it's, it suits me fine. This Mac I'm using in front of me, I've been using it for seven years now. And it's, it's, it's still a wonder. Yeah. It's, it's well, great. this Mac Pro I have is from 2010. Hmm. So there is that longevity argument for most Apple products, which I have never experienced on Dells and Compacts. Side, yeah. And, yeah. Certainly I mean, nothing that are, you didn't build yourself. Yeah, exactly. And even once I did build myself, I still managed to put a, a, some gap in there somewhere so it would create <laughs> havoc somewhere down the line. But I don't know, maybe modern day PCs have changed, but I, 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 I don't know because I don't go down that realm. All right. Um, the MacBook Pro 13 15 inch. Uh, these are now very thin and very light <laughs> as compared to their previous brethren. Uh, but along with that very thin and very light, there is no fixer upgrade path nope. for either, either one anymore. Uh, Mac mini, uh, along with being near to the point of irrelevance, as far as up to date and up to date Apple device, uh, the last gen also had soldered Ram. So yeah, no, you couldn't really up now. Do you have a Mac mini? Is that what you're using? I have two. I have two Mac Minis, and they're the old ones, so I can still get the RAM. I can still get in and customize. Well, not customize, but <laughs> repair repair the drives and yeah. I put I put like still... big flames on the side of mine. Yes, it makes it faster. faster. Yeah, exactly. and 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 a spoiler, you know, <laughs> on the top, so less wind resistance. But yeah, not so much <laughs> on that on that last one. And of course, we're hoping 
there'll be an, a refresh this year, but I'm not holding my breath. But they should be just to keep up with modern day command uh, demands. And hopefully, wish they put a four, a quad core back in the darn things as well. That was madness taking out the, the quad core option. Well, the quad cores were what 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Those there. those quad core Mac Minis, they still demand. A hefty price. I can't, every <laughs> once in a while I'll check on like eBay and, you know, various other sources that, that sell older Macs. And every time I see that, it's like, this is a five-year-old Mac mini with what's now considered to be a somewhat anemic graphics card and all the rest of that. And it's selling for like eight, $900. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm blown away. Um, The last one I've got here. Oh, actually, it's not the last well, one. Last, but but no, second next to the last, uh, the iMac uh, 21 and 27 inch. Now, the 21 has had soldered RAM for a while. Yep. And uh, do you know if the last 27 inch did? Did they? No. So but that, again, this is this is also because that's the one guy uh, Gads bought, I believe, last year. Yeah. And you can put your own RAM in it. So, see, this is the one. If if they bring out another 27 inch model this year and it's got soldered RAM, that's gonna they're gonna have to have a damn good story as to why they've done that. If that's the case. Well, I've because, never understood why the, what the obsession was with a thin desktop machine. No, it doesn't make much sense. No. I mean, they do look gorgeous. I'll oh, they do. That. They do. But a 27 inch iMac from 2015 takes up the exact same amount of desktop space as yep. a 27 inch iMac from 2009. That's it. I mean, I've not look, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking, looking at my iMac here and go, wow, that's an inch thick. That's humongous. I can't, I can't work with this anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, so bad. It, the, yeah. So <laughs> when it, I can understand it in, in the laptop, laptop sphere, I just find it harder to accept in the desktop sphere. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. And then we're going to get out of this section. Uh, the Mac pro, which, uh, whether you were talking about the 2006, 2012 model, or even the, the 2013, <laughs> I almost say this with a laugh refresh, uh, <laughs> you can theoretically replace the Ram and storage in these devices, but it's designed so that it's stupid expensive to, to do so. And even, even the one I have now I can put up to. I don't know why I would, uh, 64 gigs of Ram in this, in this, uh, Mac pro, but it would cost me more than it would to replace the machine at this point <laughs> to do so with another 2010, 2012 Mac pro is what I mean. And the, the 2013, I think has, it's either one or two Ram slots. And you can put up to, I think, 128 gigs of RAM into one of those, but it requires you to get a 64 gig RAM card to do so. And that's like super ridiculously expensive. And it, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So most things that you do with machines like this, actually most things that you do with almost every single device that we're talking about here, as far as. Um, upgrading its capabilities or expanding the things that, that they can do, you pretty much have to do external. So, you know, is the argument that it's a bad thing for Apple to be taking away some of these options? Oh, hi, hi kitty. 
for um, that's kismet. She loves getting on this chair behind me um, for Apple to be taking away the options of some of the simple things that we used to do uh, with the benefit being that the devices last as long uh, or is it that we should think more along the lines of, well, what are you buying this for and plan our purchase accordingly? Yeah. Cause that, that's, that's the way I think it should, it is done now because it used to be, we buy a machine and we think, Oh, I'll add more RAM later on in a year's time when the software requires it and stuff like that. But now you have to buy, you have to think ahead. So how long is this machine going to last me? So for example, the machine I want to buy this year, I'm just going to max out because I know I'm going to have longevity with that machine because right. I've been, when I first bought this machine, the one in front of me, like seven years ago, I went for the, one of the cheapest options because I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how, I, how much I could trust Apple in, in that respect. But now I'm comfortable with the brand. I'm comfortable with the company and as a cat waving at me. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to, I'm going to splurge and I'm going to put all my money up front. Um, well, not that you have me. a choice. No, exactly. But I'm going to have it from day one and, and know that um, unless they sold it a RAM on, I might be able to upgrade the RAM to some third party. But then again, the only time I've ever had an issue with a Mac is when I put dodgy third party me memory in. So, yeah. oh, well. Such is life. All right. Um, but, go ahead. I'll just say, it's not, this is not a surprise to anyone. If, if, you're getting, if someone's going into this the sphere of Apple. They should know all this up front and then it takes away a lot of the pressure, the lot of the pain points later on because Apple are expensive. They've never hit the fact that they're expensive. They've never gone for that, the lowest cost. They've always gone for the premier price, hopefully with the premier experience. And, yeah, well, and for uh, the most part, they have. Yeah, for the most part. There's always going to be cases where someone's unhappy or have had a dodgy, you know, a Friday afternoon machine, for example. Right. But but on the whole, you know, their stuff works. I know, you know, and every time I've gone into an Apple store and waited for things to be fixed, it's normally the other guys waiting for geniuses appointments and stuff. It's normally a broken screen or the power's gone. Well, you know, and they just swap those things out behind the scenes with their special equipment, which you never get to see. Right. Uh, and, and then they, a few days later, they get it back to you or, the, or within a few hours sometimes. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I think um, we're gonna we're gonna end this section. It, it this this is gonna be a super super long show. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Carl, do you know what we say to get us out of a section? You know, I know what you say. <laughs> stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology, sci-fi, video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever, every week on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Yeah. 
the real reason Johnny Ive removed the headphone jack, the G-Men, on the My Mac podcast. And if you're still with us, we are back for one of the longest shows ever. <laughs> ever. Um, yeah, and would you say that uh, this is going to be a long show? Carl? I would most certainly nod my head to that. Perfect. Gases and tips. That's where I was looking. Gases and tips. Mostly. Gases and tips. It's time for Gases tip. Yeah. Some some weeks it's it's it, some sometimes it's like Gaz is trying to steer me in the direction of saying nod my head. And in my typical, you know, I'm now in my 50s South Florida in the 70s way as like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, <laughs> and you can almost hear the, the thought process from Gaz. It's like, not your head, you flipping idiot. So anyway, uh, I'm doing Gaz's tips this or Gaz's tip this week. And this is a quick, maybe not so quick tip. Uh, if you're a switcher that sometimes struggles to find Mac OS equivalent programs that you used all the time in Windows, uh, there's a couple things that you can do. You may or may not know that there are several ways to still use those programs directly on your Mac. You can use Boot Camp to uh, install and use Windows without the overhead of the Mac OS that gets in the way. You basically just boot right into Windows. Uh, and Apple makes what some have argued to be the best computers to run windows on, which I always thought was funny. Um, you can also use something like parallels or VMware fusion to run windows in a virtual environment. And you can even run some windows programs and not have windows. You can use code weavers cross over Mac and that might fit the bill. Um, have you ever used any of those programs, Carl? I remember when I first switched over to the Mac and I did get parallels just in case there were some Windows things that I wanted to use. But after about a month, I stopped using any of them and I found everything, you know, I could use on the Mac perfectly fine. So you have used those things before? Yes. Parallels. And? And, and I'm nodding my head. Ah, oh, there we go. It's a struggle. See, this is what I mean. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? I thought he was actually interested if I had used them or not. Well, I mean, I used to do it all the time. Carl, do you have an app pick this week? Oh, actually, you do. I like this one, too. Yes, I'm ahead. I am going with Filmic Pro for the iPhone. Uh, this is a $9.99 app over on the App Store there. And if you like shooting video with your iPhone, then this is this is like the raw of video, um, for video, I should say. So what you can do, you can just use the normal standard, bog standard app you get with your with your iPhone in the camera settings. And that will shoot fine. You can shoot at, you know, 30 or 60 frames at 1080p, you can go up to 4K even nowadays. But what Film, Filmic Pro will allow you to do is go in and set white balance and set focus and you can do, you can pull focus and, and zoom in and you can have all these different settings and you can do a multitude of far ranging more settings than you can do in the standard camera app, um, including some really high bit rate, bit rate 4K capture and stuff. And and it's amazing. It's it, you can shoot some really cinematic looking footage just on Filmic Pro. And if you can go back home and then load that into Final Cut Pro, 
you can produce some astounding results. And it's pretty basic. It looks pretty basic at first, but once you get into the manual and you go through and you can see what it can do, you can produce some stunning, stunning uh, footage on it. Yeah, this is, you know, these are the kinds of programs and, you know, and also programs, uh, which is going to be my app pick I was talking about earlier, Boss Jock, that really show the power of uh, Apple's ARM processor designs and the, and what some developers have been able to create to use the power of, of those processes. And you know, I, I don't want to get into the whole thing here, but I, I can see at some point in the future that an iPad could easily be the only computer I ever needed. Um, yeah, if they, if they broke out that audio, you'd be sorted. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's it. Uh, my app pick this week, as I said, is, um, oh God, I just said it too. <laughs> Boss Jock. Oh, I was going to tease you. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it finally came to my mind. Uh, Boss Jock by uh, Boss Jock. This is a an audio program that allows you to uh, bring in an audio source to record. Uh, it's got uh, lots of different options, including the ability to have pre-recorded video or sorry, pre-recorded audio that you can select and, and have record at the same time. And you know, it's, it's, if you do mobile podcasting at all, this is an amazing program and it's not that expensive. Go over and just do a, a check or a search in iTunes for boss jock. And you'll see exactly what it is that I'm talking about. Um, real quick, because this is going to be a very long show. Mac stock 2017, uh, it's going to be held in Woodstock, Illinois, July 15th and 16th of 2017. There are three tickets that, or three ticket tiers that you can select from. 199 is the premium ticket, which gets you both days of the conference, uh, the Mac mingle party lunch on both days. And the uh, the Mac stock swap. You also get a T-shirt and a pint glass. I know you're jealous of that, Carl. <laughs> the 169 standard ticket gets you both days of the conference. Uh, the T-shirt, the swap, and lunch. Eighty nine dollars for a single day ticket, which gets you a T-shirt and lunch. And you can get some money back off of all of these prices. Uh, sorry, except for the uh, the single day, if you use the coupon code My Mac. 30 off. That's M Y M A C three zero O F F to get $30 off either the premium or the standard ticket. Uh, and Tim at Robertson and I are going to be doing the my Mac game show quiz. And we've got some prizes set up for that. So far we have uh, two companies that are contributing uh, soft arena, who is the makers of the amazing Walter two iOS content app and McCallie which, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, uh, they make some great Mac and iOS devices. And uh, one of the things that they're going to give us, and to, going to mention it right here, I'm not going to go through the whole list. We'll, we'll talk about different ones each week. Uh, the A stand, which is an aluminum horizontal stand for MacBook and laptops up to 17 inches. This is something that you can win from Mac Alley at the My Mac Game Show quiz at MacStock. 2017 Woodstock, Illinois, uh, go to MacStock Expo or MacStock Conference and Expo.com to find out more. This is the third year for the show. And if you miss it, you will be sorry. Um, 
because I'm not that smart, I forgot to put anything in as far as the social stuff goes. So we're just going to pass that right by for this week. I'm sure no one has called our Skype number because no one ever does. Not that I'm bitter at all. Um, Carl, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Uh, well, like I say, you can get hold of us over on macandforth.com. The podcast has been going, even though Guy hasn't noticed it since last <laughs> November. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Those five months that you've not heard one show. Well, anyway. it just means I'm going to be real busy. Yeah. In fact, that means you missed the one with Missy on. You had Missy on? It was one of the Christmas specials. Oh, yeah. damn it. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to it now. <laughs> I love uh, her voice. Get, yeah, indeed. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Claw0101 over on Twitter. And what about your, your podcast, The Fabulous? Uh, Mac and That's what I was just show. talking about. I was just talking about that one. Well, <laughs> well where would people where would people find that podcast, Carl? Mac and like I said right at the start. <laughs> okay. Sure you did. I don't remember you saying any of that. Uh, if you wanted to contact me, you can get me over email guy at mymac.com. I am Mac Parrot on the Twitters. If you want to get a hold of Gaz, he is Gaz at mymac.com. G-A-Z. Uh, He's also on the Twitters as Gazmaz, G-A-Z-Z-M-A-Z. We have a combined Twitter account, which is Guy and Gaz. That is G-U-I-A-N-D-G-A-Z. Z. Uh, You can also contact Fearless Leader Tim and say, Tim, please stop Guy from recording this early in the morning because uh, even more so, he's a complete idiot when he does it. And that would be feedback at mymac.com. That is an email address. And Carl, did you know, Mm -hmm. did you know that Mm -hmm. this show has a Skype number? Get away. I swear. I swear to God, we have a Skype number. And that Skype. What would that be? Well, that's, thank you for asking. That Skype number would be uh, outside of the U.S. You would dial in a one or a plus one. And then the number after that would be 703-436-9501. And just for Carl's benefit, I'll say it again, 703-436-9501. That is all the ways that you can contact us. Call the damn number. Um, I would like to say, number one, Carl, thank you for being on this week. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me, sir. It's great fun as always. And uh, make sure you check out the Mac and Forth show, uh, either on iTunes or at his own website, macandforth.com. Yeah, and- guy, make sure you check out the Mac and Forth show <laughs> after five months. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I can't apologize <laughs> enough for that one. Uh, I would like to say thank you all. Thanks to all of you, I mean. <sighs> Damn. Thanks to everyone all over the world that downloads and listens to the mymac.com podcast. It is greatly appreciated. And the fact that you have all done so, or many of you have done so for all of this time is it's, it's a humbling experience. And if you get the chance, go on over and check out the, uh, the new show that I'm doing over on Facebook. It's a Facebook live thing. You have to join the Mac to the future page. Uh, but eventually, I mean, I I've got these on YouTube, but I don't have any links. I'll, I'll figure it out one day. But go and check it out, and uh, you can also find them on the uh, our Mac to the Future Go website, which is mttfgo.com. 
And Carl, I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you and I mm-hmm. are good enough, mm-hmm. smart enough. Mm. Yeah, well, it's kind of iffy. And doggone it, I think people like us. Sure. <laughs> well, in that case, I only to say that er ot on for tingalit um morganumnum for mig at together. Fareel clog. Clog. Ike sticky. Havad. Skydiving. That's what that looks like. Jeg gan brook till ale de andre ganji. Oh, I thought that said garage. Oh, it could do. Ganj. Ganj. All right. Sounds rude. Well, uh, there's at this point, there's something that, that, God, I can't think of what it is. Something that Gaz says that actually ends the show. Can you think of what that is? End. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Save it, baby. Holy crap on a cracker. One hour, 26 minutes. Oh, my God. It was well, a section of the start, baby. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, we cursed a lot in the stuff that uh, isn't actually part of the show. So I'm not sure how much after show there's going to be this week. <laughs>